the best B2B SaaS companies in the world have made the shift towards a demand generation strategy focused on revenue. And Europe is falling behind. What about you? Isn't it about time you made the shift? On this podcast, we interview leaders at the forefront of modern demand generation to help you make the shift and join the movement. We need to drop the MQLs and focus on what matters, leading you into the future. This is Driving Demand, and this is your host, Adam Holmgren. Welcome to Driving Demand, another episode, and today it will once again be me talking. Um, you know, I, I just wanted to, to take this opportunity to have a, a conversation with, with everyone out there who is in similar situations. Um, the IT tech space has been uh, undergoing massive transformation in, in the last few months, right? Uh, if you're working in B2B uh, and mainly if you're working in IT tech, you know about this. You have seen the, these big, massive companies, Twitter, Facebook, uh, Meta, as they're called now, um, laying off a lot of people. Um, but also, you know, startups completely um, going bankrupt. Also, a lot of those things happening. Um, and I wanted to take this episode and touch a little bit upon how I think about marketing during uh, a recession, if we can call it that. Um, but at least a downturn, uh, what you maybe should focus on and what you shouldn't focus on, uh, and who will come out on top. Um, so I will, I will take you through the most common mistakes I see. I have, I've gone through three common mistakes that I see companies make uh, very often. And I think there are really you know, simple ways you can, you can go on about not doing those. Um, and come out on top after this, even if it prolongs for a year, two years, three years, who knows, right? Um, but we just need to make the best effort that we can. Um, but before I go into all this, I just wanted to touch upon why these IT tech companies are struggling. Um, and I'm by no means not an expert in this, but I, I, I thought I could just share, share my view, right? Um, during the, the pandemic and, and, and so on, we had a similar situation. People laid off, people laid off a lot of people. Um, people started working more from home. When we then entered up again, companies started recruiting a lot. Uh, and a lot of people working from home, obviously. So we recruited a lot. And now when we end up in the same situation again, um, where, you know, uh, we enter more of a recession, we don't, there's no demand for this kind of workforce that was hired post pandemic. Uh, so that is for sure, I think, one of the reasons why we are in the state we are today. But the other thing is that money is not, uh, money is more expensive, right? So companies that are VC backed primarily are getting punished by this, that needs to take in their Series A, Series B, Series C. Either they do that at a, a worse valuation or, um, they try to become cost efficient. So that's why cost efficiency have become such an important metric for a lot of these growth companies versus growth at all costs, as it has been for the previous few years. And this is also why we own, you know, mostly see the VC-backed companies struggling, but the bootstrap companies are still quite okay. 
even though the recession will of course hit them as well. So that is, yeah, that is like the main reason why this is happening. Um, and I think usually marketing or sales, uh, but mostly marketing, at least at a, at a start is usually affected. Um, marketing at many companies is something you see as a nice to have maybe. Um, if it is a nice need to have at your company, you should be very lucky. But at many companies, it's a nice to have. It's more cost center, not necessarily a revenue driver, even though I would argue the opposite, of course. Um, so it's pretty easy to cut marketing right away. It's pretty easy to cut marketing budget right away. Um, and I'm guessing many of you have felt something like that, either a budget cut or you know, initiatives that you're not able to do uh, and so on. Um, so marketing and sales is probably getting cut um, to some degree. And how should we then think about marketing? That's what I want to come into now. What should we prioritize during these uncertain times? Uh, and the first mistake I want to touch upon is perhaps the most critical one. It is that when we enter a downturn or when we enter a recession, many companies start focusing only short term and only on things you can measure and things you can attribute. Um, I've been talking about this a lot in the podcast before around attribution and around the trickiness uh, about obsessing too much over attribution. Um, when I say that companies move over to more, um, more things you can measure, I'm usually talking about companies, you know, scrapping a lot of their uh, brand awareness initiatives. It could be social, uh, paid social. It could be events. It could be communities and so on. They scrap those events because we don't have that much direct attributed deals or revenue coming in from that. Um, instead, we turn to our capture channels. So we, so we, so we focus on capture demand. Um, and usually what I mean by that is that we focus on Google Ads. Um, so from Google Ads, we can usually see a pretty clear and direct attribution going from search, coming to the website, signing up for, uh, you know, booking a demo or whatever. It's a pretty clear flow of them. Before we continue this episode, I want to tell you about one of today's sponsors, Albacross. I first started using Albacross a few years ago to identify unseen website visitors and personalize the messaging on the web. But only within a few years, they've developed to be a key player when it comes to buyer intent data. So you get account level insights into every interaction with a potential buyer from Albacross, from awareness all the way down to retention. And it means that Albacross makes it easier to answer all of these key demand questions that we have. Which accounts are ready to buy and should be sent to sales? Which ad campaign are driving the most ICP buyers? And what is my ideal customer account interested in and how can I better reach them? So if you are trying to figure out these problems, check them out at albacross.com and they'll help you out. And now, back to the episode. So people will, or companies will, tend to shift most of their budget to, uh, onto here. Many companies, you know, are here. It's like that always, but many companies will shift from brand awareness into more of a uh, Google Ads play. And 
the problem I really want to express here is that if you if you analyze your Google Ads account all the way from a search down to revenue and take that in the last months, um, you will most likely see that brand is your highest revenue driver. So someone has searched for your brand, and that can be both you know, paid in Google Ads or it can be organic as well, of course. Um, so brand is usually the highest driver of revenue through Google Ads, which means that Google Ads will usually look a lot better than it is. Um, because the question is, right, how did they hear about you before they actually Googled your brand? And it's most likely not about um, another Google search they made. It's probably around some other channel where you have actually um, made an impact, right? It could be LinkedIn, it could be Facebook, it could be Instagram, it could be events, it could be communities, as I said before, it could be any, anywhere. But something have persuade them to make a Google search on your brand. So if you then shift, um, you should already be maxing out your brand, to be honest, on paid ads. So if you shift more budget into paid ads, you will shift that into uh, non-brand brand spend, um, which can, of course, drive some revenue, but not to the extent that you want and not to the scale that you want. Um, you will see some initial, you know, an initial peak probably where all of your MQLs, all your leads, all your, all your deals, all your pipeline is going to go up a little bit. But then most likely, uh, and I'm saying this with, with, with quite certainty, to be honest, it will drop quite significantly um, because your brand is going to going to hurt. Uh, and when your brand hurt on a specific market, uh, your branded search is going to go down, your direct traffic is going to go down, and naturally conversions, MQLs, deals, pipeline, ARR from those sources. And that will hurt you massively, and that will be harder to rebuild. So that is really the mistake, maybe the biggest mistake I really, really want you to avoid in the, at this point. Um, the second mistake is to continue to focus only on growth. Um, and what I mean by that is that when we have these kind of down times, when we lower the budgets, we probably also lower the targets, right? Um, we need to focus on what we can. Um, so in that, I, I really urge you to start uh, from the ground up, start perfecting your baseline. And what I mean by that is looking at your, uh, your ICP, reviewing your ICP, making sure you understand your buyers, making sure you understand your ICP, uh, conducting customer interviews to really figure out uh, where they are hurting right now and in general, of course. Um, and on top of that, you know, go into maybe the holy grail of your uh, marketing team, the company, your website, right? That's where kind of everyone end up at some point. Review what content you have on there. Review the types of messaging you have, how people, you know, travel throughout the website. Is there something you can perfect on the site? These are things we can control. Um, other things we can control is the amount of creatives, the amount of content, the amount of distributed material that we create um, we can you know after this recession have such a big pool of content resources 
So, you know, we will have uh, a year or two years worth of content to distribute after that. So I think what I want to say by this is, yes, we need to continue to provide growth. Um, but think about actually perfecting your baseline, perfecting your basics, getting your audience right, getting your messaging right, um, starting to, to produce content uh, on that. But that you might not necessarily use right now. Um, and then third, I uh, yeah, I I had an episode um, a couple of months ago where I talked about my LinkedIn ads playbook, where I also talked about touched upon the uh, the topic of cold and a retargeting audience. So a cold audience being someone that doesn't know about you, and a retargeting audience obviously someone that you have had some sort of interaction with. Um, so. Mistake three um, that I really urge you to think about is not utilizing retargeting efficiently. And I think there are a lot of companies that are, are here. Most companies, to be fair, you have some sort of retargeting running, probably one 90-day retargeting campaign, um, but it's not enough. That's like, and that's what I want to say here. It's like in these times, retargeting becomes even more important because to be honest it's like it will improve um, and help all your other channels because you can retarget everyone that have you know visited your website visited your company profile on facebook or linkedin you can retarget people that have viewed um, your video ads you can retarget people from an offline list you can retarget really there are endless possibilities here um, and from that retargeting, you can curate them so much material and creatives to build trust and to stand out from your competitors. Because I think that's, that's key here, right? There are no channels that are working in a single mode fashion. Everything is working together and LinkedIn, not LinkedIn retargeting, but that's what I prefer, um, you might have figured, is really the key tie all of those channels together. Imagine you, you spend a lot of money on Google Ads, as I said before, you drive a lot of traffic to your site, but you don't retarget. You know, all of the traffic, say that 2% of your website visitors convert into something, the rest of the traffic, what do you do with that? Nothing, if you don't focus on retargeting. So I think you, there, are, there are endless possibilities for companies to work um, more with retargeting. Um, and I, I like to keep it pretty simple. Um, I like to have a couple of different campaigns in retargeting. I'm mostly using um, a 90-day um, time frame because I think it's the, it's the standard, it's the easiest, and it's also the easiest to build to. Um, and usually I build my audiences based on website traffic, of course, but also people, I use a lot of video in the, in the code layers I've explained in the previous episode. And then I retarget people that have viewed these videos to a certain extent, because then I can say that they have some sort of intent. Um, also, people that have visited company page also have certain offline activities that we retarget. Um, and that's kind of the basis. And then in that uh, retargeting audience, I have a couple of different campaigns um, that highlights a couple of different topics. Um, one that is probably the most important, the maybe mostly underutilized, is social proof, right? 
So you want to really build that trust. You want to show how other companies similar to them have uh, gone through uh, some of their issues and you know gone over them, right? So we, that can be customer cases, that can be um, testimonials, that can be simply quotes, right, from customers or similar. Before we continue this episode, I want to tell you about one of today's sponsors, HockeyStack. HockeyStack is a marketing solution that lets you collect and connect your marketing, product, revenue, and sales data to really understand what drives revenue. And from that, you can easily answer important business-related questions such as, what sales playbooks are bringing in the most customers? What is our demo win rate and ACV from paid ad campaigns? And how much expansion revenue is driven by the customer success team? And you do this by simply adding one line of code to your website and product. It couldn't be more simple to start understanding your data and revenue already tomorrow. So check them out at hockeystat.com. And now back to the episode. And then also it can be badges from G2. If you're an IT tech company, it can be badges from Captera just to show that you have some cre credibility into what you say. Um, your product are not only words, it's actually helping a lot of companies. Um, and I think you should be, you know, people are smart these days. Um, they know that you have written a customer case. Um, they know that you harness a lot of the reviews to your review sites. So make it a bit different. It can be just a simple, you know, one-on-one -on -one chat with a customer, but they get to express what they feel without you scripting them. I think we can be, we can be much better here, but social proof is one, which I think is important. And uh, the next one I like to talk about is obviously product. Like what is our core um, offering here? And not necessarily, you know, showing off your product, showing off your service, but I like to do it in a very conversational way. So um, having someone from your company sit down and just chat very informative with your audience. I think that's a great way to educate the market. I think it's a great way to talk about your product. And I think it's a great way to engage, uh, obviously around your product, but also on topics to explain how you're an expert in the field. Yeah, I think that's, that's important. In, in this scenario, you're not trying to pitch your product necessarily. You're trying to pitch a problem uh, and a solution, more or less. Um, and then third, I really like to have some sort of thought leadership or, you know, fun campaigns where it's not so much about social proof or, or product. It's more about how can we either have some fun with our audience, you know, prove that we know them, we know what they do for fun, or how can we prove that we really, really know their field um, and just share interesting uh, things around it, right? Because even, even in recessions, even in hard times, people will still come to LinkedIn, um, maybe not in search of product, but in search of knowledge and in search, you know, in search of acquiring things and learning how others have done it, you know, how others are battling through this recession. Um, and I think this, that's really important. Um, so just to, just to summarize a little bit, I, I really think companies should focus on creating demand. Uh, that's the first one I said uh, the first. And that's about, you know, 
continuing to build your brand awareness, continuing to nurture those 95% of your audience that are not ready to buy and because most people aren't. So continuing to focus on that um, cost for advertising on social media platforms, for example, will go down when people continue to switch over to more of a capture strategy, Google ads. Um, So I think the companies that, you know, increase their spend on social platforms, they are the ones that will win. Um, And the second one is, as I said before, focus on your baseline. So review everything you think you know about your audience, about your ICP, about your messaging, about your website. Uh, There are so, so many things that we can do better. And usually throughout the year that we we don't think about because we focus on growth so much. So perfect your baseline. That is where we should spend time now. And last but not least, focus on retargeting. Um, I like to do it on LinkedIn because I think, think it's one of the most prominent retargeting channels out there. Um, because it really ties and improve the ROI of all your other uh, channels. So even if you spend more in Google, as I said before, you will get more out of it by retargeting. Um, And that was everything I really wanted to go through today. So, you know, we are all struggling a little bit. It's it's uncertain times. People's budgets are going to get cut, but we can control what we can control, right? We need to focus on continuing to do great marketing, continuing to be creative. And I am 100% sure that the companies that do that will come out on top. Um, Yeah. Thank you for listening to Driving Demand. Thank you for listening to this episode of Driving Demand, the podcast where you can learn everything about demand gen and how to make the shift towards revenue. Are you ready to step into the future and join the movement? Join our community for B2B marketers obsessed with revenue on drivingdemand.io. See you next time on Driving Demand. Demand.